Hello everyone, this is Alvaro Cortez Jr. aka Lance Danger welcoming you back to the Serene Chaos Podcast. Thank you all for coming back for episode three. Hopefully I won't take one year in between episodes, unlike last time when I did season one. Uh, this time, hopefully it'll be more consistent. Uh, in this episode, I want to talk about my writing process. Uh, specifically for Fred Peterson, the Mighty Warlord. But before that, just a few obligatory plugs, if you do not mind. Uh, if you want to read more about Fred Peterson, the Mighty Warlord, you can definitely read the web comics. You have plenty of options on where to read it. You can read it on theduckwebcomics.com or you can go to www.truthfulcomics.com or my own website, artofalvaro.com. Now, the advantage of reading it at either Truthful Comics or my personal site is that you'll also find other web comics that I've created, and there is a nifty little shop tab as well where you can get the original uh, physical copies of Warlord through Indie Planet, and that would be the prologue, the webisodes, issues one and two, as well as other comics that I've self-published, like Nevermind the Original 12 se uh, Strip Season 1, Nevermind Season 1 Truthful Comics Edition, Stupid the Cat as well. And let's not forget... Project New Wave, created by Manuel A. Carmona. He is also the artist. It is a beautiful-looking book. His artwork is elevated so much by the fantastic coloring of Francisco J. Rivera. He is really an Image Comics-level kind of colorist, and I am not even joking. I am that serious. He is that talented. He can elevate artwork that's already good and just take it up a whole other level. And your humble servant is the one that does the writing for Project New Wave. Issues number one and two are available at IndiePlanet.com, physical and digital as well. And good news. Issue number three, as of this recording, has been finished. Lettering, coloring, artwork, the works. Manuel is just going over the files to make sure that there aren't any errors or typos. And hopefully by the time this podcast is up, uh, it's either already at the printers getting printed or maybe even already available. 
Uh, I will definitely let you guys know in the author's note in the podcast if the issue actually is available when the podcast goes up. So exciting times. Uh, just in time for Christmas, you can get a nice little bundle through Indie Comic of Project New Wave issues 1 through 3 and you can make your heart grow 10 times larger. So, now that that's out of the way, to give a little bit of context about my writing style, I've always considered that my writing is my actual talent and that art is my passion. By that, I don't mean that I'm belittling myself in one way or the other. It's more like recognizing my strengths and weaknesses. I consider myself more naturally talented as a writer compared to as an artist because my first creative love was actually writing, especially since my parents used to encourage me a lot to read at a very young age, especially my father. So, I grew up reading comics and books as well, especially uh, when we read the Chronicles of Narnia back in fourth grade. To me, The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe, that was the greatest thing ever written. And to this day, it's still comfort reading for me. It is the go-to book for me if I just want to feel all warm and cuddly. And it really inspired me to write and have a bigger imagination. And it also kind of killed my my artistic aspirations. Uh, in my class back then, we were going to illustrate our favorite characters or our favorite scenes from the book. And the teacher said that they were going to actually be pinning those illustrations on a bulletin board that was outside of our home classroom. So naturally, I was stoked. And I did actually do a drawing of Aslan, uh, one of the main characters, of course, the lion. And I showed it to my mom and sister excitedly. And they laughed and mocked the hell out of it. So because of that, I just gave up drawing, at least until I got the art bug again in seventh grade. But my imagination actually kept growing more rampant and only grew more when I started reading more superhero comics and started reading comics by writers like Jack C. Harris and later on Christopher Priest on the 90s version of The Ray. Ron Mars' version of Green Lantern, which was Kyle Rayner, uh, Mark Wade's run on The Flash, Ch uh, Chuck Dixon's miniseries, and then eventually ongoing series of the Tim Drake Robin, and later on Nightwing along with Scott McDaniel. As a t at the time, I was doing Warlord as a comic book series in notebooks, and I was familiar with the Marvel method and the full script method of writing, thanks to articles and how-tos on writing in Wizard Magazine. 
So I did the Marvel method of writing, essentially writing small beats of the story's plot. And then I would draw and write the dialogue to fill in gaps in the story as I went along illustrating it. And that's how I did all of the issues of those notebook comics for Fred Peterson, the Mighty Warlord. Then as I grew up more and I was about to end the comic book series in the notebooks, I decided I wanted to do Warlord as an actual real physical comic book rather than just a notebook that I only showed to close friends at the time. So I decided also around that time that I wanted to study computer programming after high school and that actually turned out to be a blessing in disguise because when I told my father that I was planning on studying computer programming. Uh, at the time, he was still living in New York, and I was already living in Puerto Rico with my mother and my sister. Uh, one time when we were talking just over the phone, he would call occasionally to check up on us. Uh, I told him I wanted to study computer programming. So my father, as a gift, actually mailed me my first computer I ever owned. And he told me a few days after I had decided to adapt the notebook into an actual comic book that he was mailing me an actual computer. So it was actually a cosmic perfect timing that all that happened. And once the PC arrived, he also sent me some money to buy a printer as well. So once I set that all up, I gathered all my wizard magazines that had all the articles and how to's on how to write comic books. And I ended up doing a hybrid of the Marvel way and full scripts. Now, for those that don't really know much of the difference between the quote unquote Marvel way and the full script, it was pretty much as I said earlier, the Marvel way inspired by Stan Lee. He would write a simple plot line and plot points of the story, pretty much just like the beats of how the story was going, going to go. And the artist was pretty much the one who took the reign on how to do the artwork entirely. Then when the art was completely done, then Stanley would write the dialogue and fill whatever gaps were in the story as it was needed. And of course, a full script is pretty much just that, a script that is fully written out in detail, where every page is laid out, every panel is laid out, uh, pretty much their instructions on how the artist should be illustrating the comic. And since I was going to be both the writer and the artist, I decided to do a bit of a hybrid of both styles for Warlord specifically. Uh, I would go to my computer and I would type out the plot points of the story, loosely writing what was going to happen in that issue in the three-act structure, you know, the beginning, the middle, and the ending. And after I did that, I would write out most of the dialogue 
or at the very least what I thought I considered the most important part of the dialogue. And I would type out, uh, I would just type that out. And after I would type it out, I would print it. I would give it out to friends and sometimes read it out loud to them. And according to their reactions and their feedback, I would adjust things accordingly. Now, when I decided to do Warlord as a webcomic years later, I adapted myself yet again a little bit more. And the main reason is because when you're doing a webcomic as opposed to a comic book, a comic book, when you put it out there, it's already complete. You'll get 22, you'll get 20 to 24 pages of a comic book. You're going to read it at once as, you know, traditionally you would read a comic book. But with web comics, you usually go one page at a time or a couple of pages at a time. So uploading those pages at one time at a pace, it actually gave me a very unique opportunity to actually keep writing and adjusting the script and the artwork in real time as I saw the reader reaction to the comic. Uh, for example, uh, the best example I can give is with the antagonist with a heart of gold, Funny Bone. Funny Bone was just a character that he was just going to be like one of the first kind of antagonists that would be presenting a problem to Fred Peterson as Warlord. And he was going to have just like a small throwaway flashback to kind of show why he was the way he was in Chapter 3. And then I killed him off in Chapter 4. But the character became insanely popular. And the more I saw he became popular with readers and even getting a lot of fan art at the time, I decided to expand his scenes a little more. And I actually made his origin a lot more detailed in Chapter 3 than what it was originally going to be, which was going to be just like a few panels, maybe a page at most, showing a flashback. And it became almost the entire issue showing his origin and at the time that chapter actually became the most viewed and most acclaimed chapter at that time and it made me make the character survive past chapter four so with warlord specifically i still allow myself to be open-minded and more flexible when it comes to writing it now the reason that i do write the dialogue relatively more fleshed out when I do this kind of hybrid of the Marvel way and the full script. It's because the stories are really character driven and there are so many moments that are slice of life and there are also elements of drama as well. So I want to flesh it out as much as possible because a lot of the action that happens is more because of the cause of a reaction rather than the action being the central part of the story, which I know confuses a lot of people, especially in the beginning. Like when I first started uploading Warlord in Puerto Rico, 
in Puerto Rican forums and websites, a lot of people were confused saying, why is this comic called The Mighty Warlord and there's barely any action in it? Like the word warlord kind of implies that there's probably going to be a lot of chaotic action and maybe even actual wars. And the thing is, is that there is actions and to an extent there are wars as well. Um, it's just not so much physical war, violent wars as much as it's also internal conflict and that kind of war that goes on in your, between your mind and your heart sometimes as well. So I kind of wanted to reflect that in the story by making it more character driven and also having a lot of the action be reactionary rather than being something more proactive if that makes sense i really wanted the action to have uh, you know a profound effect on the characters and i wanted it to make sense within the plot and the story and i didn't want to have just uh violence yes for the sake of violence for shock value or something I just wanted it as another tool to progress the actual story and develop the characters even further as well. So I wanted the violence in that sense to have some level of purpose in it. So that's why there isn't like that much action as you would think there would be like in a more traditional superhero comic or in a more... Um, I guess comic where the title is Warlord. So that's the reason for that. And again, with Warlord specifically, it's a lot different. The style that I write for that character compared to something like Nevermind or Weppamani Weppito. I have different approaches and different styles for each of the web comics. Because I want to give a different tone and a different, different voice to all those web comics as well. And not to mention Project New Wave for Manuela Carmona, which I also have a way different approach to making that comic. And the same with Jose Cruz's Silver Island Studios comics, Paths and El Gran Matatan, which again, I had another different approach to those as well since i'm going to be involved more in a creative team i definitely have to keep in mind that if there has to be some level of reflection and anticipation that someone else is going to be giving that visual cue of what you're going to be writing so there has to be more compromises as well so and i will definitely go more into detail in those other processes of those other comics that i've written as a freelance writer as well and i'll also go into detail and in how i write my other web comics as well since each comic really does have a very different approach from one to another and hopefully discussing this strategy of mine of how I make these comics. Uh, if you want to experiment on your own writing, hopefully it'll help you 
get ideas or maybe try to do something in a different way that you didn't think of doing before. Or maybe you'll tell me that maybe I can experiment with another kind of style as well. I'm definitely open to hearing anyone's opinions and feedback and whatever style that you write in as well. I would definitely love to hear that out too. So I'm going to be pretty much cutting it here so I can stay in that range of 20 to 30 minutes doing these podcasts. Uh, hopefully I was able to put enough information out there of how I specifically write Fred Peterson, the Mighty Warlord. And if it didn't come across that well, you can definitely message me. You can leave me comments. I'm definitely open to a more um, casual chit chat about how I write things or how I come up with certain things. But again, as I said, just to like recap a little bit for Warlord specifically, I kind of come up with the idea that I want for a story in particular. And then I will just write the beats of that plot line of how it's going to go from point A to point B. And when I finish that, that's when I write the dialogue or at least the most important parts of the dialogue that's going to be in the comic. Based on that, then I will do thumbnails on the art side so that I can do beat by beat uh, all that concentration and all that focus on how to have everything play out actually on a page, kind of like storyboards. And from there, I'll do a batch of pages, uh, illustrate it, color it, letter it. I upload it. And again, based on reader reaction, I might change a thing or two if it's going to maintain the interest of the reader. I'll expand on one area. If I see it that I'm losing, maybe perhaps um, the attention of the readers, I might spice things up on the next update. So the script really isn't written in stone. It's just written in codes of, of ones and zeros. So I just kind of take my time. I analyze and reflect. If I have to change something, I'll keep my mind open enough to change it as long as it makes sense within the story. Um, if I'm losing the attention of the readers or if readers are more curious about um, having something expanded and something in particular, I will not change it if it, if it interrupts the flow of the story. As long as the story flows organically and naturally, I'll definitely am open to changing it to either shorten or expand a certain scene or uh, give more scenes to a certain character. But if it's something that's just going to throw the story's flow off the tracks, I would rather just sacrifice it and just keep going as planned, even if it's not very popular with the readers, because sometimes you also have to have the obligation with yourself to keep your vision out there and hope that the readers will be patient enough to stay along for the ride, because even if it's not that interesting at first, hopefully the payoff is going to be worth it later on. So you have to keep that in mind as well. I definitely 
try to keep that in mind. And that's it. That's pretty much in a nutshell my method behind writing Fred Peterson, The Mighty Warlord. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for listening again. Uh, this has been fun. Hope, like I said in the beginning, hopefully I won't take years in between episodes, though I've been doing a lot better compared to the original first season. Um, this pretty much is a take on the second episode of season one. Um, doing it a little more updated and a little bit more focused as well. And hopefully it did come out better than that original episode. Anyway, once again, thank you all so much for listening. I hope to see you around next time as well. Remember, I'm always open to either chat more about this, either um, through my social media, you can leave me private messages or you can leave me comments. I'm definitely open to talking about more in depth how I write or if you want to share your uh, methods of writing as well. Anyway, take care of each other, take care of yourselves, and remember to stay creative, my friends.